Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News, Thursday, August 10th, 2023. Stand up for your country. So we have plenty of politics on the rundown tonight. But I want to open with crime, especially violent crime, where poor Americans are defenseless. That is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. In many Democrat-run cities, and some Republican ones, but not to the extent of the Democrat cities, violent crime in the black communities is totally out of control. And this is the ultimate irony, because the Democratic Party and the progressive movement and the liberal precincts do everything they can or say everything they can. That's a better description, to help black Americans. It's a theme. It's been that way for decades. But the left is hurting African Americans. Let's take Chicago, for example. Chicago murder victims last year, 22. Black, 77%. White, 4%. Chicago aggravated assault and battery victims last year. Black, 64%. Chicago criminal sexual assault victims in 22. Black, 47. White, 19. Chicago robbery victims. Black, 39. White, 16. Chicago human trafficking victims last year. Black, 55. White, 5. The situation is the same in St. Louis, in Oakland, in Baltimore, all the liberal cities. Poor black Americans are getting hurt. 
and it's getting worse and worse and worse. Why? Because the district attorneys there in the cities mentioned and others will not enforce the law. Why? Because they don't believe in quote-unquote mass incarceration. What is mass incarceration? That's putting young black males in prison. Because young black males commit violent crimes far more than any other group in this country. So, for decades, they were incarcerated. But George Soros in the far left, which drives the liberal district attorneys, they saw it as racism, not law and order. And so, these people got elected, like Alvin Bragg in New York City and Kim Fox in Chicago. We're not going to arrest and prosecute black people, no matter what they do. Drug gangs, armed, this, that, and the other thing, mowing down six-year-olds. Remember Kim Fox in Chicago? Remember when she said there was a shootout in a Chicago neighborhood between two gangs, all right? And she wouldn't prosecute it, Ms. Fox, because she said, well, they both were wrong. They both had guns, so we're not going to do anything. Meantime, law-abiding people live in the neighborhood. Little children play in the neighborhood. This is insane. Okay, so in Washington, D.C., there has now been a tipping point. So far this year, 161 homicides, a 28% increase over last year, and last year was horrendous, all right? D.C. is on pace to be the deadliest year in two decades. Remember, D.C. is run by the federal government but has local leadership. Mayor Muriel Bowser is a far-left incompetent. 45% of the District of Columbia is black. Almost all of the violent crime is in the black neighborhoods. So yesterday, a city council member, Trayvon White, said this. Go. There was another shooting here on 16th V just yesterday morning. And while that night, the police chief, the interim police chief, Smith, stated that we are not in a war zone. I know those who live here know that we are clearly in a war zone. Absolutely. I'm going to say it again. We are clearly, clearly. In, a war in a war zone. If you, you don't know you are in a war zone, then mean you haven't been here. Now, here's the tragic irony. The people in Washington, D.C. vote for far-left politicians almost exclusively. The same people who are hurting them, the same Soros-driven candidates, are time and time and time again supported by black Americans. In New York State, where I am, Governor Hochul, re-elected last November, would have lost if not for the fact that African-Americans in New York City voted for her 90%. Lee Zeldin lost by a little bit. If 70% of African-Americans supported Hogel and 30, it would be Governor Zeldin. And in the Bronx, in Brooklyn, in the heavily black precincts, the murder and violent rate in New York is out of control. 
Yet, the voters keep voting for these people. It is a racial thing. I understand the skin color factor. It's wrong, it's dumb, it's self-defeating, but it's a reality. So I'm sitting here going, look, it's my job to look out for all Americans. I don't care what color, religion, what ideology you hold. My job to be a watchdog. Now I will tell you this, in DC, Chicago, New York, St. Louis, it's not going to get better until African-American voters stop supporting the soft on crime police chiefs and district attorneys. It's not going to get better. Till the Nobel laws are revoked, the attacks on police stop, you are going to just, you yourself, may be shot in the head. You have a much greater chance of being shot in the head than I do. Okay? That is the truth. I, I still feel sorry for the poor people, and they're defenseless. They're absolutely defenseless against these drug gangs and these thugs, heavily armed. And you hear guns, guns, guns. You hear all that. These progressive district attorneys don't even prosecute gun crimes. So don't tell me Gun, 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 Joe Biden. That's the memo. Very, very sad. What a reality. Governor DeSantis suspends Orlando State Attorney Monique Worrell for dereliction of duty, says the governor. Quote, The practices and policies of her office have allowed murderers, other violent offenders, and dangerous drug traffickers to receive extremely reduced sentences and escape the full consequences of their criminal conduct. In some cases, these offenders have evaded incarceration altogether. State Attorney Worrell's practices undermine federal law, Florida law, I should say, and endanger the safety, security, and welfare of the communities that Ms. Laurel was elected to serve. So she is out, just like the DA in St. Louis was fired by the attorney general in Missouri. Good. Good. Get rid of them. If the voters won't do it, then the governors have to. But you're dealing with a very corrupt press in Florida. Most people don't know that. All of the newspapers are ultra left, okay? Television stations, all they do is weather. (laughs) Local TV in Florida, you're not going to get much. Maybe that's unfair, maybe a few stations, but pretty much not. So, um, Miss Worrell, I'm sorry, Miss Worrell, just to reinforce how bad she is, all right? did not file charges against more than 40% of those arrested in her district by the police. That's anarchy. So you would think that the press would say, hey, good job, Governor DeSantis. No. So the St. Louis, uh, St. Louis, boy, I'm delirious today. I apologize. 
The Sun Sentinel, based in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Extremely left paper. Okay, here's what they editorialize. Quote, the Worrell suspension is not only blatantly partisan, but carries obvious racial overtones, which DeSantis tried to deflect by choosing as her interim replacement, Andrew Bain, a black county court judge and DeSantis appointee with three years of experience. Obvious racial overtones. Yeah, that's right, Sun Sentinel. It's all about her. She's black. And that's why DeSantis booted her, right? Not the fact that she didn't prosecute 40% of those arrested. No, 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 no. She's black. That's why he went after her. This is so irresponsible, such race baiting. And who's responsible for this? The editor of the newspaper, Julie Anderson. And she's also the editor of the Orlando Sentinel. Okay, Julie Anderson allows this kind of garbage to be put in her newspaper. And it's just garbage, race baiting garbage. All right. Now, the Sun Sentinel is owned by the Tribune Publishing Company. A guy named Heath Freeman, uh, I guess, is in charge of that. And he's another far left guy who lives in New York City. He doesn't have anything to do with Florida. Let me tell you a Sun Sentinel story. You'll remember I did the history show with Donald Trump. We opened in Fort Lauderdale, Florida at the hockey arena. Huge crowd, so big, the Secret Service was caught by surprise, couldn't get the people into the arena because they had to wand everybody in time for the show. The show was delayed an hour. Okay. The Sun Sentinel photographer snuck into the arena somehow and shot empty seats because nobody was in the arena. They were all outside online getting wanded. The Sun Sentinel put the picture on the front page saying nobody showed up to the jump show as a big bomb. That's the Sun Sentinel. That's what you got in Southern Florida down there. Again, Julie Anderson, you want to email her or Whatever, you feel free to do that. Awful. Joe Biden wrapping up his fundraising tour in uh, the Southwest. Um, you know, he did something good for the veterans. Uh, they're going to get more benefits for toxic expose, exposure overseas. That's good. <clears throat> and now and he vacuums up some money. While he was on his uh, jaunt, Arizona, New Mexico, Utah, Fox News White House correspondent Peter Ducey caught up with him. Go. There's this testimony now where one of your son's former business associates is claiming that you were on speakerphone a lot with them, talking business. Is that what? I never talked business in anybody. And I, I know you'd have a lousy question. Well, what do you, it's, why is that a lousy question? Because it's not true. Thank you, Mr. President. Now, Ducey is the only one in the television press corps who will ask questions like that. But here's the irony. Ducey's father, Steve Ducey, you know him, Fox and Friends. Okay. He is now taking Democratic talking points. Go. With all due respect, the Republicans need better investigators because they've got a lot of circumstantial evidence, but they have not shown 
that Joe Biden profited personally oh, doing or great. that he broke any rules. I- so that's the Democratic talking point right there. That's what they send out from K Street in Washington to all the uh, Democratic media, liberal people. Oh, there's no proof. An investigation evolves. OK, so it's been eight months and the House Judiciary and Oversight are investigating. FBI is not investigating at all. Even though on the Hunter Biden laptop, Hunter Biden told his daughter, Naomi, I give 50 percent of all the money I get to my father. That's a baseline. That might not be true. But the fact that the son of a president is saying that means you open an investigation immediately if you're the attorney general of the United States. But Garland is dishonest. He's corrupt. Okay. So there isn't an FBI investigation. So Steve Ducey and legions of others out there going, oh, circumstantial. You know, it took more than two years to nail Nixon on the Watergate crimes. You just don't like this, particularly if you don't have a federal agency investigating, which you don't. This investigation is 100 percent being done by the House of Representatives. It's so shocking. It's so corrupt. You know, it's almost like the crime thing I just told you about. You're sitting there and you're just staggering. Now, I know you're going to write me a letter and say, well, why is Steve Ducey doing that? I don't know. All right. I've never been particularly friendly with him. I'm not unfriendly, but I, I don't have anything to do. And I didn't when I was at Fox. I, you know, it was hi, hello. I do Fox and Friends, and it was fine. But not a friend of his. I don't know why he does what he does. But I can tell you, Steve Ducey always has a reason for what he does. Always. And what he says. But I'm not going to do any speculation on it other than tell you the truth. All right? But the son running it down and the father... Diminishing it. Amazing story. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth, delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually. You're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to the Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Donald Trump awaiting another indictment. Could come next week. Fannie Willis, Fulton County DA. That's Atlanta. Uh, She hates Trump. Two and a half years. She's trying to nail him. A case like this doesn't take two and a half years. It's based on a phone call Trump made to the Secretary of State, Georgia, Brad Raffensperger. You know about it, where Trump uh, asked the uh, attorney general, uh, Secretary of State, I should say, to find 11,780 votes. So he's going to get indicted. today. Now, the key word in that is find, because Trump believed that there were votes in Georgia for him that weren't counted. That's what he believed. Now, subsequently, Georgia did a very methodical recount, and that's not true, according to the state of Georgia, which runs the election. 
But find isn't the same as fabricate or, you know, it's Trump believed that there were votes for him that weren't counted. So he said, fine, you can't convict anybody on that. Nobody could possibly convict anybody on that because this is reasonable doubt. So Fannie, for two and a half years, trying to find something. This will be a very weak state charge against Trump, but it's coming. Now, uh, I get a lot of letters about uh, former Vice President Mike Pence. He is the key to Donald Trump's fortunes in all of these cases. Because Pence did not do, as you know, what Donald Trump wanted him to do, which was not certify the electoral votes. Pence went in and certified them. Now, the charge against Trump and the January 6th stuff, which is serious, obviously, is that Trump knew the election was not a fraud, but asked Pence to stop the electoral count anyway. Anyway. So, I've been asked about this on almost every interview that I've done, and I've done plenty of them in the last month. The best, I think, cogent explanation was on WABC radio uh, with Sid Rosenberg in the morning. Roll it. So there's only one guy that can convict Donald Trump, and that's Mike Pence. And if Pence goes into the courtroom and says, Donald Trump knew the election was not a fraud, but he said it anyway, and I can prove it, and here's the proof. Donald Trump goes down. He has no way to prove it unless he's got an audio well, tape. I, well, that remains to be seen. Right. I don't, I don't think that Pence can prove it. No. Unless somebody like Mark Meadows would say, yeah, I was in the same uh, conversation, and, and Trump said X, Y, and Z. The jury in the trial that ever gets there that would be really damning. Pence himself is an honest man. He's in over his head now. And I don't know why uh, Mike Pence is running for president, because he has no constituency. The MAGA people aren't going to support him. The liberals aren't going to support him. I don't know who's going to support him, which is why he's only getting 5% in the polls. But he will be at the debate on August 23rd, Mike Pence, in Milwaukee Fox News debate. But the big question is, will Donald Trump be at that debate? So Trump says he's going to make an announcement next week. But here's an indicator. So everybody at the debate, all the Republican candidates, have to sign a pledge to support whoever the Republican nominee eventually will be. Okay? Trump says, I'm not signing and I wouldn't sign a pledge either. So what have you pledged to, to support somebody and then all of a sudden that person's busted for some heinous crime? And it's unconstitutional to do that anyway. I, I don't know why the Republican Party's doing it. It's just dumb. So Trump says flat out, I'm not signing it. But you can't be in the debate unless you sign it. I think that's a pretty good indicator. But I don't know. It's just dumb. Okay. I promised yesterday about Oppenheimer, the movie. So, $560 million globally since it opened July 21st. That's a big hit. Um, 
if it didn't make money, they call it a bomb, which would be a play on words, but it's okay. Oppenheimer, the movie, you heard about it. So 78 years ago this month, the United States dropped two atomic bombs on Japan because Japan wouldn't surrender in World War II. Remember, the Nazis had surrendered. Third Reich was gone. Japan wouldn't surrender, even though they were getting their butt kicked everywhere. Wouldn't surrender. So the United States drew up an invasion of Japan. My father was involved in that invasion. I wrote a book called Killing the Rising Sun. And interestingly enough, the movie Oppenheimer cribbed some of the stuff that I had in Killing the Rising Sun. You should read this book if you have any interest in this subject at all, particularly if you have seen or will see Oppenheimer, the movie. Now, um, the director of the movie, uh, Christopher Nolan, made a fortune uh, in the Batman franchise, billions and billions of dollars. And the guy's a genius. I mean, the way he put this uh, movie together, and he wrote it as well, um, is very, very impressive. I mean, the movie is a very impressive. But here's an interesting thing. The left hates the movie. All right. Isn't that interesting? It's not a political movie. As I said in the message of the day, if you want to read a little bit more, my message of the day on BillOReilly.com, where you can go, you don't have to be a premium or anything, you just read it. Okay. There's, there's really no ideology in a the movie. There are good guys and bad guys. But they're not ramming anything down your throat. It's not woke. It's not this. I'm right. Well, listen to this insane analysis that was on the Internet um, by a guy named Michael Dawson. Make no mistake, the bombing of Hiroshima and Nagasaki was willful genocide against a non-white population. We have ample historical evidence to back this up. According to foreign policy, Japan was on a cusp of surrender anyway, resource starved and up against multiple enemies. The Japanese government was only against unconditional surrender, as it meant Japan becoming colonized by the Western powers, which happened anyway after the war, unquote. That is insane. That statement is, you should be institutionalized. That's how bad that is. Japanese weren't going to surrender. My father and hundreds of thousands of other military would have been killed invading the island. All right. The U.S. government knew that. So the decision was, do we drop the A-bombs? And the reason we had the A-bombs so quickly is because Hitler was trying to get them and was close. So we ramped it up and all of that's in killing the rising sun. But this idiot, Dawson, oh, non-white population. Um, you know, the non-white population killed about 50 million people. In South Asia. Most civilians. See what the non-white population did to China? Oh my God. Now, you can disagree with my analysis and say, well, the United States should have taken hundreds of thousands of casualties. I wouldn't be here because my father was on one of the first destroyers. I got a picture of it in the book, Killing the Rising Sun. The kamikazes would have taken him out like that. And Japan wasn't going to surrender. They had ample opportunity to surrender. They weren't. They didn't even surrender after Hiroshima. After the first one, Japan didn't surrender. I mean, it's, it's, 
How insane are these left-wing fanatics? Okay, I had to get that off my chest. So the movie's going to win Best Picture, Oppenheimer. The reason is Hollywood is going down. We all know it. All right, they're on strike now, the actors and the, and the writers, and going down. Because movies are terrible, generally speaking. See, the superheroes or zombies, or oh, this explosion every three minutes. It's all garbage. You can't, to get a good movie these days, almost impossible. All right, it's all woke. Uh, it's gay this, trans that. Uh, you know, and the, and the folks who used to, and I'm one of them, used to like to go to the movies. There's nothing to go to. Now, this movie's long, okay? Three hours long. And you got to sit through these unbelievable coming attractions. (laughs) But Hollywood needs this movie because it's a genuine movie. And the performances, um, Cillian Murphy, the lead, he's going to win Best Actor. Robert Downey Jr. is going to win Best Supporting Actor. Um, I mean, the performances are just lights out. And then you got Matt Damon, uh, who plays the general. He's excellent. And I, because I know these characters, because I wrote this book. I know what they brought. I had to go see it by myself because nobody else could have put up with me. Because I'm in a movie like, I'm watching it like this. And the stuff they took from Killing the Rising Sun, it's a compliment. But all of Los Alamos stuff, Boom, boom. But we give you, I had 300 pages in Rising Sun. I mean, Nolan had three hours, but he can't get the stuff in that we got. in. Anyway, uh, that's my review. And, um, but you got to know something. You, the audience where I saw the movie was 80% over the age of 50. Because the urchins have no blanket clue. And, and they'd be lost. There's not a lot of explanation. All right, Bernie Sanders. Now, Bernie Sanders for years, maybe decades, has been raising money. And the money goes to his uh, wife, a lot of it, and stepson. Okay, And he's got an institute, the Jane, I'm sorry, the Sanders Institute started in 2017. His wife's Jane O'Mara Sanders. His stepson is David Driscoll. They get paid an enormous amount of money from this institute which is funded by people who give Bernie Sanders political money. That's legal because they give it to a political action committee. So if you give Bernie money, those donations go into an action committee and Bernie can do whatever he wants with it. So he funnels the money into the institute that pays his wife and stepson six figures. You know, Clinton's did this too. Um, Just so you know, if you were going to write a check to Bernie that, know, you're supporting his wife and stepson. Um, Clarence Thomas. A little disturbing. So ProPublica says it's a journalistic entity. It's a left winger. But they've come up with pretty, pretty solid information. So Clarence Thomas, as a Supreme Court justice, took free 38 vacations, 26 private jet flights, eight flights helicopter, VIP passes to sporting events, luxury resorts, golf stuff free, um, on and on and on and on. It's true. He took it. Um, But there's no law against it. And there's no even ethical guideline against it. 
So what should happen is the Supreme Court should draw up an ethical guideline for the justices to say, you can't do this, you can't do that, whatever it is. But that's a lot of free stuff for Clarence Thomas. I'm not saying that he, it influenced any decision he made. I'm not saying that Bernie Sanders' donation influenced any decision he made. I'm not saying any of that. I'm saying this is what these guys are doing. Because you should don't. Um, Target. Shareholder lawsuit. Okay, filed on Tuesday. This is big. So uh, a group got together and says that uh, Target had a value of $74 billion before it went woke with the gay clothes and the Satan thing and all. Now they've lost $14 billion in worth. Target, so they're getting sued. And the lawsuit says, quote, betraying Target's customers and shareholders with misleading representations about its environmental, social, and governance and diversity, equity and inclusion mandates, and causing Target shareholders to lose billions of dollars. Interesting lawsuit. Now, I thought there was going to be a lawsuit against Fox News, a shareholder lawsuit for the $800 million that organization had to pay Dominion, the voting machines. But so, that has not happened. Very interesting. Maui, Hawaii, one of the most beautiful places on earth. I've been there many times. 36 people dead in the fires there. What happened was uh, wildfires uh, erupted and driven by winds from Hurricane Dora, which didn't hit. Hawaii was south, but the winds were so intense and came so fast that 36 people got killed. And some of the people in Maui had to jump in the ocean to uh, survive the flames. And they were pulled out. Thank God. So this is a catastrophe. You may remember that Kilauea erupted on the big island. Nobody was killed there. And they had plenty of advance notice. But we uh, feel very bad for uh, everybody who lived and died in uh, Maui. Smart life. So um, I'm in the east end of Long Island now. Prices are insane. Absolutely crazy here. And People are coming up to me, and a lot of families, vacation, beautiful ocean here, tremendous nature, fishing, horseback riding, whatever you may want is here. But everything's doubled in the last three years, all the prices. So, smart life. You go into a resort, you go in someplace. If you can drive, drive. Don't take a plane. If it's 10 hours or less, get in a car. Bring food, snacks, drinks, bring them, Okay. Because whatever you have to buy is going to cost you four times what it'll cost you at home. Breakfast for a family of four in the Hamptons can easily cost you $70. Okay? Breakfast. Go to the deli. They have everything. And eat it, you know, in a nice environment, wherever. But buy your breakfast in the deli. Unless you want to pay 70 bucks for breakfast. Coffee. There's a million coffee places, $6, $7. 7-Eleven is the best coffee. I don't have any interest in 7-Eleven, but it's 50% less and it's better. What else I got here? Uh, Chamber of Commerce, wherever you go, 
Whatever town in America you go to on vacation, go to the Chamber of Commerce. They got discount coupons all over the place on all the attractions. It'll save you a lot of money. Smart life. This day in history, August 10th, 1988, President Reagan gives reparations to Japanese who were interned during World War II. Okay? So each um, Japanese citizen, still alive in 88, Got twenty thousand dollars. That'd be fifty-one thousand today, and about uh, how many? Um, Eighty-two thousand Japanese in America got reparations. Total one point six billion today. So Reagan didn't want to sign that that bill, but he did, and that happened thirty-five years ago today. Okay, uh, we got a mail segment and a good final thought. Right back. Let's go to the mail. Uh, we got Tom. Come on, Bill. We've all heard this before. Biden's in trouble. They have found the smoking gun. The noose is tightening. Yada, yada, yada. Oh, we're quoting Seinfeld now. Um, I believe it will just fade into the sunset. Not going to fade. Money's too big. Joe Biden's not going to not going to fade. Ow. Biden is standard old news. Nothing's ever going to come of the man's criminal activities. So you just convicted him. All right. But you'll see. Jody Eimers, Vermilion, Ohio. Bill, thank you for all you do on behalf of the American people. I watch you daily, read all your books. Even if President Biden did not receive money directly, if Hunter uh, did get millions, um, is Joe, can Joe be, be held responsible? Sure. Conspiracy, racketeering, absolutely. But no FBI investigation is the reason. Cicely Gold, Atlanta. So let's say the House actually does impeach Biden. The left, even if they mention it at all, will surely announce there's no truth to it. And uh, it's revenge for what was done to President Trump. Yeah, okay. But if impeachment inquiry is brought up, all the evidence floods out. So everybody will know. Anthony Russo, Staten Island, New York. If the House controls the purse strings, why don't they hold back money for Biden's budget till he protects the southern border? That money's already been allocated. Next time around, they might gut. But at Homeland Security, you really want to cut their budget, even though they're booting it on the border? Tough. Jeffrey Brown, Benita Springs, Florida. Chris Cuomo always likes to bring up Jared and Ivanka Trump making money from the Saudi government. When you talk about Hunter Biden. Yeah, I know it's whataboutism, but there's no crime for uh, Jared Kushner and Ivanka Trump. If there were, believe me, they would have been charged. There you go. Peter Dobelman, Omaha, Nebraska. Your discussions with Geraldo are fascinating and insightful. Um, Please continue and have them. We will. Terry Myers, Richmond, Virginia. Where is Bernie Goldberg? Bernie's kind of semi-retired. He does website stuff, but doesn't like to do a lot of... TV anymore. Maybe he doesn't like me anymore. I don't know. But we got Geraldo to replace Bernie on the media. Jack Sweeney, Avalon, California. Your tip about five minutes vigorous exercise has changed my life, O'Reilly. I'm a new man at 87. So now let's extend it to 15 minutes. You got the five down. Let's get to 15 a day. But way to go, Jack. Want you around as long as possible. Deborah Glassner, Gardnerville, Nevada. Just finished reading Killing Crazy Horse. Excellent. Never knew how bad it really was. Uh, Also read United States of Trump. Very well done as well. But I'm exhausted with all the information. 
Yeah, I know. That's what we do. We give you a lot of information. Okay, Killing the Witches. Next up, September 26th. Pre-order on BillOReilly.com if you want the hand-signed version. We got it for you. O'Reilly said, well, Lou Rosenberg, you heard our soundbite earlier this. We'll be here at uh, October 27th, live show, Paramount Theater, Huntington, BillOReilly.com, Ticketmaster, go right to the theater. We'll set you up. It's selling fast. And then a reading special. We're going to knock that off in about a week. Killing Crazy Horse, Killing Killers, Killing the Legends, all bundled together, plus a free Team Normal hat, all $32.95, best deal of the summer. Got about a week for that. And word of the day, do not be crass. C-R-A-S-S. Back in a final thought in a moment. All right, here is the final thought of the day. Since I left cable news six years ago, plus debate, robust debate, gone. People don't do it anymore. All right, it's too hard. So News Nation, the new cable news network, uh, has hired me to do robust debate with Chris Cuomo every Wednesday night. Here's what happened last night. You got to remember, Bill, to people who aren't in our business and for people who aren't in the inner circles of political insider intrigue, this is exactly the same thing that Republicans said was so repugnant with Trump and the Democrats. It's not the same thing oh, to So me. him making right, phone I, calls to Georgia do. officials and others saying, find me votes and subverting democracy, that's not a big deal. But money is because we don't know Look, anybody in politics who uses their connections to make money. Come on. If you let this go, if you let this kind of selling influence go to the tune of $30 million, you don't have a federal government any longer. But the overall oh, strategy is But if you allow someone to go know, after the wait, exchange wait. of votes, that's okay. Birthday boy, nothing's okay yes, with sir. me. All right? Oh, I okay. stare, step the facts. What the Republicans want to do is destroy the Democratic Party in the run-up to the 2024 vote. Nobody Agreed. at this point is assured that Biden will run. I don't think he will. Agreed. But there isn't Agreed one again. Democrat, not one Democrat in Congress at this point, who has the least bit of curiosity about selling influence to the tune of $30 million. Okay, you can see the whole debate, and it is worth watching, okay, on BillOReilly.com. I don't have to be a premium member or anything like You go there. We do that every week. Wednesday, 8 o'clock. Not done anywhere else. Again, it takes research to do it. you got to be quick. Bill at BillOReilly.com. I told Cuomo last night he got his butt kicked in that debate. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he won it. I want you to watch it. Okay? And tell me what you think. I'm sure some of his supporters in the News Nation audience think he, he bested me. But again, we need this kind of debate in this country, and we're not getting it. We're getting a lot of ideological stuff. We're getting a lot of cable news hosts go, tell me more. What do you make of that? And the network people are worse. They're worse than the cable people. Mike Wall's rolling around in his grave. All right. So thank you for watching and listening to the No Spin News. I'll have a new column Sunday noon. And uh, we really appreciate you guys supporting us and checking us out. All right. We'll see you on Monday.